It's good to be with you today. My name is Maureen Brown and I serve on the pastoral team at Forest Grove Community Church and I welcome you to my backyard. We are in a series this summer called the Summer of Soul Care. Pastor Don gave us an introduction to the series and last week Pastor Spencer shared on the practice of praying scripture and I would like to begin today with praying over our time together from Matthew 11 verses 28 to 30 from the message. Dear God, thank you for this day, and Lord, thank you that you invite us to come to you if we are tired, worn out, burned out. You invite us to get away to recover our lives. Show us how to experience real rest in you. Teach us how to walk with you and work with you. Help us learn your unforced rhythms of grace. Thank you that you promise not to lay anything that is too heavy for us to carry if we keep company with you, Jesus. What's impossible for us is possible with you and that we can learn to live freely and lightly. I ask that you would speak to us today, Lord, and I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. So a summer of soul care. In the introduction, Dawn also described a tension that we could be feeling, and that tension could be expressed like this. I keep hearing that I'm supposed to take advantage of this time to pray and seek God, but instead I feel desperate, dry, lonely, frustrated, and unable to focus or be quiet. If that's your situation, I just really want to invite you to engage with this series. The desire for a different sort of relationship with God doesn't appear out of thin air. The longing is evidence that God is already at work. You wouldn't want more of God if the Holy Spirit wasn't already working in you. Matthew 11 from the message invites us to keep company with Jesus. So the very desire or desperation that you may be feeling is God's way of preparing you for more. Transformation happens as we keep company with Jesus. So the soul care practices, they point us to spiritual formation and ultimately to transformation. And our core purpose at Forest Grove Community Church is transformation in Jesus. Today I'd like to share about the practice or discipline of celebration. Now personally, I'm drawn to this practice because I like to celebrate and I like to have a reason or I don't need much of a reason for a party. And I would love to sing Cool and the Gang song Celebration. So can you just hear it in your mind? It would be beautiful. But I also love my family, and they would not consider that something to celebrate. So to honor them, that's not happening. (laughs) I often celebrate moments and just stop and say how thankful I am for something I'm experiencing. And I call it having a moment. But this practice is not only celebrating special moments and not only having parties. It can be that, but it's something deeper. The definition of this discipline of celebration is this, a way of engaging in actions that lead us to worship, praise, and thanksgiving. So it is being thankful, and it is focusing on gratitude, but it's even deeper. It's the ability to celebrate God in a way that does not depend on perfect circumstances or happy feelings. So how do we practice this discipline when we don't feel joyful, when something tragic has happened, when we get laid off from a job that we needed to support our family, when our loved one doesn't stop taking drugs, 
When the test results come back and they aren't good, or when our world is turned upside down with a global pandemic. The soul care practice of celebration is even more critical then and can be the most healing at times like these. The central reason for celebration is that this, God is for us and not against us. God is with us and not absent. And Jesus shows us that in John 1.14, he became flesh and blood and moved among us. We are not alone. In Revelations 2.21.5, we are reminded that God in Christ is making all things new. The impulse to celebrate as a means to remember God's provision actually has ancient roots. God specifically instructed the Israelites, his people, to commemorate his faithfulness through celebrations and feasts. So truly, the practice of celebration flows out of the transformational work that occurs in us as we engage and participate in what God's doing in spiritual practices. But we need to remember this. The transformation in us is God's work. It's a work of grace, and it comes to us as a pure gift. Dallas Willard says it like this, A spiritual discipline is an activity within our power that enables us to accomplish what we cannot do by direct effort. So we have a part, but God has the big part. So the desired goal of the spiritual disciplines is to be formed spiritually, to be transformed in Jesus. And so you might ask, how do we know when that happens or when that's happening? Well, the fruit of the Spirit can be an indicator of our time spent with Jesus and a result of our spiritual practices. Galatians 5 verses 22 to 23 says this, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Joy is at the heart of celebration. Nehemiah said, The joy of the Lord is your strength. Without joy working with all the disciplines or practices we're going to talk about, they will quickly be reduced into another set of soul-killing legalisms. So the spiritual discipline or practice of celebration is not just an outward expression, it's something very internal as well. Joy is something we have to find in our own relationship with God. We know these things. We know that every day is a gift. And we know that God does provide us with moments of laughter and happiness. But we also know that even in the darkest moments, they can be made tolerable if we develop celebration in our hearts for the things that God has done. John 15 verse 11, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So when we develop the spiritual discipline of celebration, we make ourselves stronger. No matter what happens to us, that joy in our heart holds us up and keeps us moving forward. We allow God to carry our burdens so that they become less heavy. So you might ask the question, how do I develop the spiritual discipline of celebration? What do I do? Because if we want to be strong in something, we have to practice it. We need to train. So here's a few points. Start by celebrating everything and everyone. Start by developing an attitude of gratitude. And pay attention to God's presence around you in the big things and the little things. The big things to celebrate. Jesus' death and resurrection. God's unconditional love. 
the gift of the Holy Spirit to comfort and guide, and the little things, the beauty in God's creation, a bloom on a plant, a sunset, a thunderstorm, the smile of a friend, the precious memory of a loved one. We have provided a resource to go along with this practice, and it includes some exercises and reflections on the practice of celebration. We also invite you to join in on the Zoom conversations on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. to share your experiences and hear from others in our community. I would like to close with Philippians 4, verses 4 to 8. It starts with, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And in the message it reads, Celebrate God all day, every day. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In the message, the next verses say, Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise and not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. So today I pray that no matter what you are going through, whether it seems easy to celebrate or whether it seems impossible, I pray that in every situation, as you pray and ask with thanksgiving and present your request to God, I do pray that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. darkness we were waiting without hope without light till from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt
Till that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death. And the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe for the souls of all who'd come to the Father are restored. And the church of Christ was born, then the Spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of all shall not kneel, shall not faint. By His blood and in His name, in His freedom I am free. For the love of Jesus Christ, who has resurrected me.